love laid bare. Sharing the highs and lows of stories that matter to you. One conversation at a time. Good morning, good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in the world, you are through to another episode of Lovely Bear and I am of course your host Dion. So this will be another dose of Dion um, episode today and as you know I like to shoot from the hip. You know, um, sometimes when I'm um, talking to potential guests about coming on and they're like, you know, could you send me, you know, uh, an idea or a list of your questions and I'm like, hmm. I don't really work like that. <laughs> I just literally kind of just let the conversation go where it needs to go and I ask the relevant kind of questions as I um as I go along. Um because for me I always just want this to be like a conversation. Do you know what I mean? Rather than it being like oh, like a formal interview, like there's other places you can go for that. This isn't the platform for that. I don't like it to be structured. I just like it to kind of free flow and go where it needs to go. Anyway, so how, what did you think of last week's episode with Victor Granville? Um, he is the real love strategist, relationship coach. Um, I took away a lot of gems from that episode um, and just some key reminders about, um, you know, really what self-love is. Um you know, I've spoken on self-love quite a few times. I've even done, you know, some um, self-love affirmations and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, when he when he kind of spoke about all the different aspects of self-love, I was like, you know, it makes sense. But then I was like, wow, like I've, no, I've never even considered, you know, um, looking after your finances being a true act of self-love, you know? And I was like, wow. So since last week, since I released the episode, I've been doing a little bit of thinking and just, um, you know, I'm always on the quest of self-improvement, self-awareness, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of thought, okay, well, um, you know, I need to start focusing on all of those aspects of myself. So I have just embarked on a, um, a little mini program that I've devised for myself and it's called 66 Days of Dion. And basically what that means is it's 66 days of self-love and me exploring all the areas where I can actually um, truly love myself in in all aspects, in all areas of my life. Um, You know, he mentioned things like, you know, organising yourself and, um, you know, keeping your areas tidy. And, you know, I'm kind of working with one wardrobe at the moment and it's just not really doing bits. Do you know what I mean? So... I know that I need to go into my wardrobe, do another clear out, another clear out and just reorganise some stuff. So just little things like that, you know. Um, and I think, you know, financial planning for the future is also a massive act of self-love because I don't, you know, we can't continue just living on a whim and living kind of on a day-to-day basis. Um, so I think I'm going to try and... Um, I'm, I'm, I think I might try and do like a little self-love theme maybe for a few weeks and just get different people on to um, talk about some things um, because it's still, it's still relevant, do you know what I mean? And it kind of helps everybody. So yeah. 
that's the plan with that so we are kind of coming towards the end of lockdown um although there is talk that you know i think leicester has um been put into like a total lockdown again because there's been a high rise of cases there um you know barbershop hairdressers all that kind of stuff are going to be opened again from the 4th which is on the weekend um and how was everybody feel how was everyone feeling about coming out of lockdown fully now i know some of us have been working still some of us key workers a lot of us have obviously been working from home um i i've not really heard many people saying that they have to physically go back to work if they've been working from home but you know there is going to be a little bit of a shift and a bit of a change now i can already see it on the roads and it's kind of pissing me off because like i just don't see why there's so much traffic when the majority of kids are not at school and the majority of people are not at work so what why 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 is there drive time traffic for what where is where 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 have all these people come from if not everyone's gone back to work so that's just me in my little selfish little bubble i just i really despise traffic it just really annoys me a lot um but yeah how have you been coping with um lockdown i was on a zoom call um there's this event called inspirational you and every kind of two months or so they have um, a talk on relationships and last night they were talking about self-care so we're just touching on covid and how it's affected us and you know what we can do going forward to implement more self-care and self-love into our daily routines um and they kind of ask the questions like, you know, what have you been doing during COVID to um, make sure that you kind of are loving yourself? And I was, kind of, I was kind of a bit like, what have I done? Nothing really. I was trying to get a bike <laughs> and for, I couldn't get a bike for love nor money. Love nor money. Every bike in London, every shop has sold out unless I was going to get something very shit on Amazon and I was just like no but yeah no when I really think about it what have I done to and I haven't really done anything which leads me on so you know for many of us it's been a very trying time you know we've discussed George Floyd in detail and the after effects of that um and I just wanted to talk about myself for a second because um, I'm sure that a lot of people can resonate with this. Do you sometimes, out of nowhere, get these random, like just a random bout of sadness? No reason, literally, no reason. Um, that happened to me a couple of weeks ago and I had no idea where it came from. I, my day had started off good. I, um, I'd gone down to my friends to help her out with her business that she's trying to launch. I got there, she made me beautiful lunch, no, um, grilled mackerel, chorizo, avocado, king prawns, spinach, with a nice glass of Prosecco, beautiful really nice day then we drove down to my other friends to actually do some work we did and we ended up drinking more prosecco they went for a walk i had to go and run some errands and then we agreed that we would 
uh, meet up later on in the evening and we were going to have a seafood bonanza. We were going to go down to Trap Kitchen in Balham, get ourselves a lobster tail, you know, get the whole Trap Kitchen meal and we were going to make a nice Friday night out of it. Now, um, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know if it was the traffic that day, just driving around. Um, maybe my hair was a bit tight, a bit of tension in my shoulders. But as the as the kind of after late afternoon progressed, I found myself getting really a little bit tetchy, a little bit anxious for no reason. And I remember I was at my mum's and look, even like my headache is starting to return just talking about it. And I was sitting there and my breathing just got a little bit like, <sighs> just got, got a little bit tight. And I was like, I said to my sister, I was like, why is my breathing like this? And she was like, are you anxious about anything? And I was like, no, not really. I mean, the only thing that I could have been anxious about was I had to drive to Ballon to go and get this food for everyone. Um, but it wasn't that much of a big deal. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Ballon from my mum's house is like maybe 10, 15 minute drive. And, but I could just feel myself getting really, I just didn't know what it was. I was just like, so I was talking to a friend and um, and he literally just said to me, are you okay? And I was like, mm, no, I'm not actually. He's like, what's up? I was like, I don't actually know what's wrong, but I just don't feel right. Then I had this whoosh of a dizzy spell and I was like, oh God, am I dehydrated? What's going on? Anyway, I went, I drove, I, was, I made my way to go and pick up this food. And as I was driving, I was just kind of like having a conversation with myself, really trying to break down why I felt so tense and why I felt all of these things. And I burst into tears. And I had no idea why. I literally cried all the way, I think, from Norbury all the way to Balham. I got out of the car to go and collect the order. And I think I was 10 minutes early, but I hadn't actually listened to my friend, what she said, that what time it would be ready. I just got in the car. So I got to the window, like I kind of dried my tears, got to the window feeling so like, oh my God, woe betide me. And the guy said, yeah, your order's not going to be ready for another 10 minutes. Oh my God, who told me to say that? I was in floods of tears again, went back into the car, cried my soul out, but had no idea why, literally. And I'm like, okay, I'm not on my period. <laughs> I'm not due on. Um, nothing has happened in particular. So I don't know what this is. Um, so I waited 15 minutes because I just couldn't bear the, disappoint the disappointment of them telling me to go back in my car again. Um, so I collected the food, dry eyes, got back in the car and I cried all the way to my friend's house. You know, like to the point where I couldn't even sit and eat with them. I dropped off their food and my friend was like, come in. I was like, I can't. I broke down in tears again. And she was like, what's happened? And I was like, I literally have no, I don't know but I just know that I need to go home. Luckily, um, my daughter was staying with my mum that night. So I came in, made myself a hot bath, let my hair down and I sat in the bath and I cried and cried and cried and cried. And I was like, okay, this is, this is something's going on here. So I was like, right, let me un, un, unleash the bath, unleash the bath. You know what I mean? Plug out the bath got into the shower, washed my hair, and you know, I don't know if you guys remember that song, I'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair, I'm gonna, now this had nothing to do with a man, by the way, but I just thought, okay, let me wash my hair, maybe that will make me feel a little bit better, so I washed my hair, you know, 
And I did. And I did feel better. So it literally got to like, at this point, we're now talking, it's like midnight. And I still hadn't even touched the seafood that I had bought from Trap Kitchen. And I was like, you're not going to bed without even trying some. So I did. So I had half of my lobster tail, ate two and a half of my bang bang prawns. Um, Trap Kitchen is getting a major shout out. It's 25 pounds, guys. Look. The Oreos on the waffles are not completely necessary. They're not. But everything else does bit. They could relax with occasion pepper seasoning on the macaroni and cheese a little bit. It's a bit fiery. But anywho, so I ate a little bit of that and after I ate, I journaled and I literally did a spire di- diagram and I was like, okay, what is wrong? What, like, what, what has, what has happened? And then when I started writing, I realised that there were maybe about five or six things that individually had no cause or reason for me to be that upset but I think that um combined and you know I think just on that day there were it was just the right conditions there was traffic my hair was a bit too tight my bra strap was a bit too tight I you know I was up and down and all over the place and I just wanted to chill maybe I don't I don't know but I just feel like there was like a perfect mix of things that weren't that big a deal that almost forced all of these issues that I kind of had a whizzing around in my head to the surface and I literally had to almost grieve them you know or maybe just let go of that stress because you know they say that crying is um, an excellent way to release um, the stress hormone cortisol because if you examine if you examine tears under Um, a microscope different types of tears they've got a different molecular structure it is so interesting go on YouTube Um, and I think I think I cried probably aside from you know when I was eating my lobster (laughs) and sleeping I think I literally cried for nearly 24 hours nearly 24 hours and in that time I the perfect thing for me to have done would have been to pick up the phone and speak to somebody. And I felt in that moment that there is nobody in this, not nobody in this world, but there's nobody that'd be able to understand what I was going through because I didn't even understand it. And also I didn't want to burden anybody. Also, you guys know that I, um, I'm studying towards becoming a psychotherapist. So, Um, one thing that I've learned in that is sometimes no no forget that not sometimes your friends can't necessarily always hold um, a non-judgmental unbiased space for you which is why it's quite important to go to a therapist because under the ethical framework you they can't judge you and they can't hold bias the whole point is that you know they are there to almost just for you to be able to be free and say what you need to say in order to help you right um so okay I'll give an example so one of one one of one of the issues I kind of had was um our our tutor had said to us you know um 
it's going to cost, for you to become a psychotherapist, it's going to cost this amount, roughly. And I was like, fucking hell, how the heck am I supposed to afford this and somehow work and somehow find the time? And she was like, well, you know, this is why, you know, psychotherapy is very much a middle-class white women's field because a lot of these women you know probably have come from some type of wealth or have wealthy husbands you know they've had their careers and now they just want to do something and they and they can afford to finance it it's very it's quite expensive to do um Kim Evans who came on a few weeks ago she spoke about the fact that she crowdfunded her psychotherapy training because it was that expensive so I was like, so in, I think for supervision, because as, as a counsellor or a psychotherapist, you have to, you have to A, be in counselling yourself, but you also have to be supervised, which you have to pay for per session. Um, so our tutor gave us an example of this one particular lady and she was spending like £250 per week. That's how much it roughly came to. So I was like, wow. Now, aside from that, <laughs> aside from that, you still have bills, mortgage, rent or whatever to pay. How? So because, you know, becoming a psychotherapist was a very, very big dream of mine. Um, when I got that news from my tutor, I was devastated. And only and, and not to say that I couldn't find a way to make it happen, but I'm someone who likes to, in some ways, kind of plan ahead. Um, and... You know, I think for a few days I kind of felt like, is this actually going to be achievable for me? Given given how much my circumstances are going to change, you know, over the next few years, how is this going to work? I don't think I can do this anymore. And I remember speaking to my mum about it. Mum, you know, my mum was very much like, listen, don't listen to those people. Rat, rat, rat. You can do what you want to do. And I was like, yeah, I get that. But I also need to think about how I'm going to do that. So her telling me that I can, yes, I know that's the right thing to say, but I was trying to be more practical and logical about it. So that was one of the one of one of the things that was kind of um bothering me at that time. But I think that right, so basically what I'm just trying to kind of get across is um I felt like I couldn't speak to anybody. And actually what happened was that um uh, a friend of mine that I went to that I was actually supposed to have that evening with um, having our seafood um she messaged me and she was like oh you know just what what's up so I was like so at that point the following day because I had written down everything that was bothering me I was actually then able to talk about it because I'd already figured it out for myself because I literally sat there for hours you know I'd picked all the kind of little fine details of all the little things that were bothering me and I guess you know how often do we actually do that like when's the last time you just sat with yourself no interruptions no disturbances and just pulled the things from your mind that have been kind of niggling away so when I actually started to exchange, because I'm a, sometimes I can be a bit non-committal when it comes to conversations, um, and when I when I say that, I mean there's only a few people that I will sit down on the phone and talk to for hours. I think I've said this before. Um, so we just kind of my my friend and I just exchanged um, a number of voice notes over the course of a few hours, because 
with that, it allows you time to kind of think about some of the things that you're saying and to receive um, the things that other people are saying as well. And I must say, like, it was so helpful. Um, so although I'd already figured these things out myself, it was still very helpful for me to actually, you know, exchange um, my feelings with somebody um, in a space that I felt comfortable with, you know, um, and she was absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant, you know, um, I felt heard, you know, there were even some things that I hadn't thought about, um, which kind of, you know, brought up some, 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 some other things, you know, so I think basically what I'm trying to say, guys, <laughs> in a nutshell is, you know, try and take time even if it's once a month um because I you know it is I'm not a big crier right so I think the last time I had a good 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 old cry was the beginning of the year and that was for my friend it wasn't even for me yeah um I was sad for my friend um I think the next time I cried I had a little bit of a <laughs> after that was um, actually in a lesson when we were doing um when we were doing like a practice counseling session um I don't know if I've spoken about this actually but we're doing a practice counseling session I think I did a couple weeks ago um yeah and then I had a little bit of a sniff sniff then but I'm generally not a crier because I don't know I just just like if I'm upset I'll cry but I'm not like oh my gosh this this happened I, I just don't naturally just some people are very emotional and I'm not saying I'm not emotional because I, I I am um but I just I'm just not a regular crier if that makes sense so I think you know m the crying session I had was making up for the last six months of stress and whatever else other things that have kind of happened in that time and not and the thing is it's not even like to say they're bad things it's just it's just life it's just stress it just kind of happens you know um, one thing I, I, I did kind of maybe attribute it down to was, um, I have SAD, but in reverse. So most people suffer from SAD when it gets to like the end of summer, autumn, winter, you know, lack of sunshine, vitamin D, and they can go into very, very mild depression. With me, mine is very strange. So every May... For as long, I would say maybe, maybe from like the early, mid 2000s, in my, in my mind, May is never a good month. And what's happened is, I don't know if it's because subconsciously I've told myself this, um, but usually bad things, if, if something bad's going to happen, it tends to happen in the month of May. And I I noticed that over the part the past few years, um, May is just that month that is very um, exhausting and draining for me. Now, if you are if you are a if you've been with me on this journey from uh, very early on, you probably would have heard me speak about this last year July I had a very big long hiatus I think it was about eight weeks 
that I didn't drop an episode. And I think I came back and I spoke about how I was feeling really down at the time and yada, yada, yada. But it happens at a very specific time of the year and it's always May. And I tend to come out of it in the first couple weeks of June. So when I actually researched it, there is a a kind of um, a spring a spring SAD type thing. Um, and they, they say that for, for, for men in particular, um, the rates of suicide are highest in the spring, apparently. Um, don't quote me exactly for this because I looked at this ages ago, but it's like when I saw that, when I started to read up and I was like, wow, okay. So last year I said to myself, right, I need to get myself prepared for 2020 to make sure I do not fall down this rabbit hole again. And even when I review like pictures and videos from that period of time, there isn't really much because I I just remember feeling so exhausted. All I wanted to do was sleep. I was, all I could do was literally be as present as I could for my daughter. And I could show up in some capacity to people so they wouldn't think that there was an issue, if that makes sense. Um, so the plan was, is that I would, from January, my friend was like, you know, I've heard St. John's Warts is good, you know, start taking your supplements from January to make sure that you're in a good space. By the time you get to May, like you're fully kind of like, so I was like, yeah, but I'm going to do that. Of course I didn't. <laughs> it was on my mind to do it, but I just didn't. I just didn't get around to it. But what I did do, um, I had a bit of a low iron situation. I think was it back in April? I think it was back in April. Um, so I got some blood tests done, yada, yada, yada. And they were like, my, I think my ferritin levels were very, very low. So because of that, I started to take vitamin D. Um, what's that liquid iron supplement thing? Floridix, Floridix I've been taking and I started to actually take supplements that I used to take before and I sailed through May, sailed through, sailed through June pretty much. No yeah I did, I sailed through June until that one particular day. Um, Now I will gladly take one day over a whole month or five or six weeks of me being down and also it's the not understanding because like so I have a cousin and her birthday falls at the end of May and there have been many birthday dues that I have missed and I always put it down to oh you know I could never find anything to wear da 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 but actually it was my mood I, I literally couldn't bring myself to because I feel so down about something does that make sense? Anyway, so um, that's me on my little seasonal depression um, side. If this is you, if you've got anything similar, have a look into it. Actually, or message me. Let's talk about it because I'm sure I can't be the only one. And also as well, another reason why, you know, I wanted to talk to you guys about this is that I remember somebody put on, um, someone put a post up a couple of weeks ago or maybe a week ago and they were like, oh, you know, people on Instagram, they, they, they only post their good, their good days and da, 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 da. And for me, I just wanted to, you know, implement some balance. Now, my regular listeners will know, I keep it 100 (laughs) when it comes to myself. Um, 
but I can appreciate that probably if you looked at my Instagram and didn't listen to the podcast, you might think that, you know, life is amazing and great and, you know, la la la, do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not going to post a picture of myself crying, am I? I'm not going to do that, like, but you guys who know me, you know what it is, isn't it? So that's all that matters. But I'll, I'll post a little audio gram thing on there for this episode. So yeah, so that is that. Um, I'm not really one to talk about celebrities and celebrity gossip and all that kind of stuff. However, <laughs> um, last night and into today, um, there's an artist called August Alsina. Now, can I just keep it trill with you guys I don't know what he sings I have zero idea ask me to name a song of his I don't know um but I know of him if I see his picture I know it's him um I I knew that there was some type of you know thing that he may have had of Jada Smith whatever um and so apparently he's now come out and he has said that him and Jada were actually in some type of relationship and he loved her and you know he just wants to come out and speak his truth now because it affected his livelihood because people essentially called him a homewrecker xyz so you know twitter has been in an absolute storm today absolute storm oh jada pinkett she is a manipulator she took advantage of him you know then you've got some other people saying you know he's a grown man he knew what he was doing there's like no you know she came to him as a mother figure because he was suffering with addiction and she was supposed to be making him better and she took advantage of him and now he he is a broken man and and I was kind of a bit like hmm this is all very stressful and exciting but it's got nothing to do with me so it's fine however I just wanted to speak out loud the the notion of having a so her and Will have an alleged open marriage which they have now called a life partnership now August in his interview um said that they had transitioned from a marriage into a life partnership which didn't include any romanticism so therefore to me that means that they are together in the sense of they are still husband and wife in a sense they are parenting their adult now children and they intend to remain as a unit for the rest of their lives however they are allowed to have sexual relationships romantic relationships with other people um now i'm very open-minded to the choices that other people make with their lives and I think that if Will and Jada believe that this can work for them um I no doubt I have no doubt that they would have had lots of therapy lots of talking for them to get to this point where they are honestly both on the same wavelength um, I think for me as someone who has been married could I see myself doing something similar 
The only way I could see myself doing something like that is if I know that the marriage in the sense of the romantic side of it has run its course and if I maybe genuinely believed that our friendship was so strong um, that you know our partnership could withstand and this is the thing like I don't think this is something that you can jump into five or ten years into a marriage I think this is I think this is more suited to couples who've been together for a long time like Will and Jada have been I mean how old is their oldest son he's like in his 20s so you have to be with someone for a very, very long time to have gone through a range of different experiences. And, you know, allegedly, from what I understand, I think they've, they've probably both dipped out a bit, you know. But at the same time, I think they probably do genuinely have um, a very pure love for each other and a friendship and they understand um, co-parenting, they understand business, <laughs> they understand quite a few things. Do, do you know what I mean? I think trying to understand a marriage like Will and Jada's from the perspective of a mere, not I'm saying mere mortal, but a regular civilian, I think it's going to be very difficult for the average person to get their head around it, you know. Um, but I, I kind of, I kind of get it. But I think it all, again, it all stems down to what your beliefs are in terms of marriage and um, the sacredness of that. Um, I do believe that marriage is sacred. Um, but I also do understand how you can transition from that point onwards. Um, I remember I was speaking to my friend the other day and I was saying to him, I was like, oh, do you know what? I don't, I don't know if I would want to get married again. And uh, would I want to live with a man again? I don't know. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. And that's not because, oh my God, you know, I hate men and uh, I just could bear but I think for me in the space where I am now I'm just a bit like I just want to I just want to experience Dion in all her capacities of freeness of just being able to you know this is my like you have to imagine you know I was in a relationship from the age of 17 um and my first home I shared with my boyfriend who then became my fiance who then became my husband so I've never had that element of just existing by myself I've not existed by myself really you know um and even the even even post that you know I I am a mother with a child so I've never actually existed as Dion since her teen years um so yeah so for me I'm just a bit like "Mm." Maybe I might change my mind in a few years, perhaps. But right now, that's I could, I'll never say never, and I'm not going to put that into the universe and say no. What I'm saying is, is that I don't know right now. I think that um, I'd be more than happy having a relationship that didn't have to be a lived-in one. But then I also understand that sometimes that can cause problems in itself, but we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it, won't we? But yeah, so in summary, my thoughts on Jada, 
Will and August. Did she manipulate him, given that the age difference at the time, given that she approached him as a mother figure, had him on the red table, da-da-da-da-da. I, I think that it is very easy sometimes to... Um, when you're caring for somebody and also can we bear in mind that August was a full consenting adult um yes he was in a vulnerable situation at the time but we have no idea what the timeline is in terms of their situation and really should we care the man is not coming out here saying that oh you know I was emotionally abused and manipulated by Jada she took advantage of me um you know quite the contrary what he's actually saying is that you know with with Jada I experienced love true pure love and if I died today or tomorrow I would be content in knowing that I gave myself to somebody and I had that experience now to me how that transcribes to me is that whatever type of love that Jada taught him we get like we're getting we're getting a little bit spiritual here like I don't think this is a kind of the I don't think this is the kind of um the 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 normal type of experience of love that people have I think this is a much more deeper thing just from what he's saying um and I think this is why man I get it I think I'm just gonna say I get it um I think that you know, her being maybe more clued up, knowledgeable, experienced in certain areas, you know, you can, you can give off a certain type of energy, um, and maybe not realise how much you're giving, maybe, um, and when that ends, sometimes people can be left feeling a bit lost and like wow because when you I mean I've said this before when you pull your energy away from somebody or situation depending on how much energy you give they're gonna feel it and I I suspect that's what's happened and you know I even suspect that maybe he probably fell a bit way way too much and Jade understood that this is maybe not a situation I can go public with or I ever intended on it going public with you know because he even says you know will gave me his blessing and he talks about how much he has love for them as a as a couple you know um so he would have been aware that he was entering into some type of somewhat complicated and the thing is I don't think it's even complicated I think um him adding to that adds his his own um, his own complication not for them do do, do you know what I mean um but yeah I mean he's happy and healthy I don't I don't I don't I don't necessarily see him as a victim here I think I just more so see him as somebody who got their heart broken because they um experienced something that they probably wouldn't have got from the average person you know um so yeah I kind of wish them all well I hope this kind of scandal boils down because it doesn't I don't know I don't get the impression that the intention was to rob a young man of his 
his innocence <laughs> um, or anything like that. But I don't know. You guys tell me, what do you think? Um, yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah, I think um, that'll be it for me this week. Um, I am going to be continuing the conversation regarding Black Lives Matter um, and but more so the after effects of that. How is this affecting us mentally? Um, I'm going to be speaking to a HR professional about how you can like navigate your way um, through the workplace, particularly if you've had some comments made or, you know, stuff like that. So that will be coming up very, very soon in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so I think that is it for now. I can't think of anything else that I want to tell you guys. So yeah, the weather's a bit shite, but enjoy the weekend and I will speak to you soon. Head over to our resources page if there's anything that I've spoken about today that you may be affected by. As you know, you can always contact me at info at lovelybear.com or lovelybear.gmail.com. DM me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter and don't forget to share the episodes with your friends. And yes, my darlings, um, I love you, take care and it's a wrap. Love played If you love this episode and know someone who could really benefit from hearing this talk, please share. And whilst you're there, leave me a review. I'd be forever grateful. Help me build awareness and raise consciousness one conversation at a time. Listen on Spotify, SoundCloud, CastBox and Apple Podcasts.